0: This podcast is brought to you by windsold.com Canada's largest 3d tour company you're listening to the not so black and white real estate podcast with your host sir colin campbell and gary a mcgowan
1: good day good day good day it's your host Sir colin campbell here with gary a mcgowan and you're tuned into the not so black and white real estate podcast we're on site right now at the bus conference yes the bus conference in toronto one of the largest real estate conference You can hear the buzz, you can see the buzz, you can feel the buzz, and in the seat right now, it's a juggernaut in the real estate industry, an icon in the real estate industry. Richard Silva. Yeah, well, when you say icon, when
2: you say juggernaut, whatever, it just means you're older. <laughs> that's, the that's pretty amazing.
0: And uh, you you let off this morning at the conference, and yeah. you mentioned how many years you've had, you've been in the business. Do you want Do you want to share that for yeah, all of for, our
2: forty three. I think I'm going on my forty fourth. I'm, you know, working towards fifty, and then I get a reduction in. In my
1: membership fees.
2: So
1: <laughs> I just found out that's a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we've got some work ahead of us. Colin. Yeah. <laughs> if I
2: if I can stand mm-hmm. up still, yeah, I'll go and take my 50 year pin.
1: That's impressive. So 50 years, uh, 43 years in the industry. Yep, you have gone through the market on so many Huge. levels. Yeah. People are complaining. Oh, the market is this. The market is that. Yes, there's no market will ever be the exact same, but you've seen flavors of it and I'm sure you can recognize the patterns. Exactly. So I would ask that you tell us a little bit about that. You know
2: what? Um, I'm one of these people who buys with my heart, not my head. Okay. So I don't do all the permutations and commutations of the finance and the mortgage. If I can afford it and I like it and it means something to me, and it means something to my family and my friends, I'll go ahead and buy it. I'm not gonna sit around and wait. You know, a friend of mine said to me the other day, you know, if you wait until November, or it like, and that was about seven or eight months, wait until November, there's a big sale going on. I went, I'm 73 years old, I'm not waiting six months for a sale, <laughs> you know? It's uh, get on with your life, decide, you want. I mean, house, a house should be the place you walk into, you fall madly in love with it, you're happy to be there, it makes you feel good and waiting to do something until the market might be a little bit different. Uh, think more of family, think more of you know what you're gonna do with the property. Excellent,
0: and, excellent. So tell us a little bit about your, your current position, and, and I know you specialize in luxury real estate, but yeah. uh, being a prominent agent in the Toronto area, tell us a little bit about what you're doing at this moment.
2: Well, now there's a team of five of us, including one who's a photographer, videographer. Um, basically, we have been doing a lot of sales uh, mostly, a lot of them in the high-end. You know, downtown Toronto is high-end, whether you yes. like it or not, yeah. even the little shack, you know, mm. 1. 1.4, 1. 1.3, and it goes up from there. Um, you know, just sold, um, you know, a couple of houses, two and a half, and it goes higher and higher and higher, six, seven. And uh, there is a da- there is a market. And it's interesting working with those people as well and getting to know them and. I work for Sotheby's International Realty Canada, which is which is it's really good to work with because they focus a lot on networking either within the company, uh, finding the right agent in the right area in the Toronto or the you know the the Golden Horseshoe, or uh, people moving from the States, uh, people, a lot of people who've been dealing with a lot of uh, people who went to the U.S., made their fortunes, whatever, and have decided to come back because their parents are aging, they want to be with them, they want to be with their... Uh, family and friends from, you know, 30 years ago, and they come back to Toronto for part of the year. Most of the time they miss winter. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a big, Canadians winter. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a big one in missing winter. Every chance I get, I miss winter.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: I like that. I like how you said that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to learn a little
0: bit about how the client's mindset has changed or mm. maybe hasn't changed over your, your career.
2: Yeah, the the client's mindset has definitely changed, but also, you know, you sort of grow. Like I was sure. talking with a chap earlier and he said, you know, he was he's very young and I think when you're young, uh, a lot of your clients are going to be young, they're going to be very concerned about first, you know, first-time buyers, they want to be very concerned about the rates and what's happening in the marketplace. But as you get as they get older and they get used to buying and selling and leading, with, you know, leading leading with a little bit of you know, different uh, different goals in their life, like schools, uh, are important. They, you know, they change. And then once they get to a certain point where I can see that they are really luxury buyers, then they absolutely have no restrictions whatsoever. They can buy anywhere, do anything they want. And uh, you know, those people can be—they're interesting to work with. They can be a challenge to work
1: with. So I I know because of Netflix and television right now almost every agent wants to be a luxury agent right they're seeing sell in sunset and so on now they think they can do it yeah which is great so it's something to aspire to how have you seen the luxury market change and what is required of the real estate professional over the years
2: well first and foremost I want to tell you that all of those shows they are they're not necessarily our friends as realtors because they, you know, a lot of rent, I mean, very seldom have I ever gotten into an argument or, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're mostly a very, very supportive group. I mean, yes. there are people out there who you're not going to support, but for the most part, people are very, you know, they look at the long term, they look at, you know, repeat business and they're very, you know, they're very positive about it. Um, so, when you, when you see something on, uh, you know, HGTV, it may not be as its re- a, a reality. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that, um, I think people are, now they have more access to, to technology. They have more access to, I mean, one of the things that I love is um, I'm part of a group out of the United States that is, it's international, it does other areas. And we use the basis of uh, something called WealthX. So I can find out, I can get details on what a high-end user or one of the millionaires that we can deal with, you know, what what they donate to, what their hobbies are, how many cars they have, how many houses they have, who's on their boards. And if I know somebody who's on their board, I can pick up the phone and say, hey, you know what? I know that your boss likes blah, 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 blah. You know, they might like this house that we just listed. So it also gives us access to data about people and what they're doing. And it's, uh, you know, some of the technology is challenging uh, at times because you want to really, really focus on people rather than your iPhone. Yes. But, you know, that's just one of the things. I mean, when we started out, absolutely no technology whatsoever. Technology was not available. I had had a Commodore 64, if you even know what those are. (laughs) And, uh, and my, one of the first Macs with a floppy disk and, yeah, sure um, you know, I created a CRM with my nephew and uh, it was before they had the box sets of CRMs that are, you know, proliferate, pr- proliferating through the uh, industry. Yeah. But the days have changed. We used to use, uh, you know, we uh, used to use... Gestetner. I don't know if you know what a Gestetner is. It's a a, a photocop well, not a photocopier, oh, the, but a printer. Yes. Yeah. We had carbon paper.
1: We used We we use that in 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 school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Car- yeah.
2: Carbon paper too. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. 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 So in those days we had to do six copies. They had to be carbon paper, and, right. and if you did not have a copy with a wet signature that the buyer had so signed and the seller had so signed it was not acceptable. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. so you had to make sure that you had to go back and forth and back and forth. Now we can be, I just finished a few months in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and I worked uh, like crazy from Monday Monday through Friday and took Saturday, Sunday off and went to the beach on those days. But the other days, I was working remotely and one of the terrible, th- I mean, you know... Um, Covid was a terrible experience for all of us to go through. However, people are now ex- more accepting if you work digitally, yeah. You yeah. Know, work remotely. So, you know, like today, we're all working remotely. We're here, oh, yeah. we're, we're learning, but we're, we're also having the face to face, which is still very, very important.
1: So in someone who's experienced so many ups and downs and changes in the industry, with the introduction of AI, yeah, where do you see the industry going?
2: Listen, I love AI. You know, I, I do. I think it's a great tool, but it's a tool. Yeah, and anything like that that is going to give me a little bit more time in my day, I'm I'm really happy with. I think you know. I think you're going to see it change. Uh, I think you're going to see that agents. I use um, I use Box Brownie. I yes, think you've interviewed them. Yeah. Uh, and you know I'm an early adopter of Box Brownie. Probably been using them for about seven or eight years, and ever since the company opened. Yes. And I just thought you know I do put a disclaimer on my photos that they have been digitally enhanced. Of course. Yeah. And I think you're going to have to do that with our, you know, with the blurbs that we do and all the content digitally enhanced by AI. Yes. The, the fun part is if if you want to really have a good time. Write something in chat and put it into chat GPT and say, you know, give me this content as if Donald Duck was saying it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> give me this contact as if, uh, you know, somebody famous, some, yes. you know, was saying it and it would, you know, Ed Sullivan or yes, whoever. Yes, I yes. mean, I don't know if you remember. Oh, sure we, do. <laughs> <laughs> sure we or do. Or one of the Beatles. Yeah. If they were going to do a song. Su- it's amazing what it comes up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? well,
0: what, what I like about it is, some will argue, it was taking creativity away from creators or, or the creative type, and book writers and article writers and everything. Okay, perhaps, yes. But it also is allowing for new creative. Yes. To have just like you would, yeah. you would describe
2: there, right? Well, I think I think you remember the printing press when they brought oh, that in? Of course, that's <laughs> my dad's background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Printing press when they brought that that in, I think all the people who were scribes were, yeah. were out of work, and yeah. but they found other jobs. Yeah. And, that yeah. facilitated. Maybe they started working in the printing world. And yeah. those things always happen. Uh, you know, one of the things I like about AI in general is I use also a a format called Studio. I don't know if you've ever seen Studio. No, I'll have to look it up. S-T-U-D-E-O dot com. Okay. And, uh, or, or StudioHQ dot com, I think it is. Anyways, you can throw your photos into a, into a mix into onto their website and it creates content based on the photos. No Excellent. way. get yep. out of here. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We Our, gotta wrap this up and we gotta search for <laughs> studiohq.com. And the presentation today we did on something called beautiful AI. Excellent. Which is presentation software. So I'm really good at the content, I have no problem with the content, but I'll spend hours getting it Finding to look the right. right. Yes. Yeah, getting yes, it like to myself. look right. And yep. this one just takes it, does good. it. And it saves me that
1: time. Here is someone who's been in the industry 43 years and you're using new technologies, added tools for your tool belt. Oh, yeah. You're not fighting against it. No. You're like, bring the change. I'm going to just ride this wave. Now, do you see this? How long do you see the real estate professional as we are currently existing in this role? Do you see us?
2: I think you're going to stay. I think you are going to stay. We're going to talk about... uh, you know, some changes that we would like, or that agents would like to see, I think I think because of efficiency and because of all these tools, uh, they want more a more efficient MLS system. Yeah. They want data to be presented and given to us in a better way. Um, and I think you're going to see those kind of changes, but I think it's always going to be a face-to-face. You're really going to be the consultant, you're really yeah. going to help the client make a decision, and I think that's what's most important. Yeah. No, I and
0: you took the question out of my mouth. (laughs) Is is one thing I admire about you, uh, Richard? Is the fact that you are. Uh, adapting, and, and, and you even said an early adopter of the technology yes. and, yeah. or the tools that we have.
2: Yeah, I, I, there was a, you know, Treva's now changing over their system into a new, and, you know, somebody in my office was complaining and saying, oh my God, I, you know, blah, 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 I don't like change. I said to him right off the bat, and I just, you know, I get, you get to 73 and you lose that filter. Yes, <laughs> So I said, I said to him right away, I said, If you don't like change, this is the wrong business. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. This is the wrong business.
1: And I think it was Darwin that says, you know, it's the stronger survive. But I think it's more the ones who are quick to adopt. Oh, yeah. That will survive. Yeah, and see the benefits. That's exactly it. And being so flexible in any industry allows you to ride a wave and be yeah. ahead of it.
2: I, I just look at it. If there's something out there that is going to help me be more efficient and have more time to spend with my family, with my friends, my partner, all of those things, you know, I'm going to take them. I'm yeah. going to use them. I like so, it. Well, it's
0: interesting because one of the talks I do is is about being an early adopter. We are entrepreneurs at yeah. heart, right? And and I'd love to get your, your little soundbite, if you will, on,
2: on why it's so important for successful you know what? entrepreneurs to be early adopters. Here, here's the story that I'll tell you. Yeah, so excellent. I was one years ago, probably back, I don't know, it's got to be 15 years ago. I was one of the test people for DocuSign. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I was working with DocuSign. And I just thought it would be wonderful, blah, blah, blah. Wonderful if agents could use this. It. it took us a long time. We had to change the, you know, the... Uh, the act that was started in 2001 and we had to bring it up to the, you know, 2020s. And, you know, another good thing about COVID is all of a sudden lawyers would use it. That's That's why Everybody's talking about, um, you know, Bitcoin and buying Mm -hmm. with Bitcoin. Same thing. It's going to be, you know, agents, you know, probably will, you know, will move towards it. However, at the end of the day, if the deal gets closed by a lawyer, you can wait another 10 or 15 years before they're going to even convert. <laughs> right? You know? like lawyers, it. as slow as realtors are, lawyers are slower. That's it. That's it. But That's we love them. Bite. Yeah,
0: yeah. I always, I always use this line when I meet a good realtor that I really like, and and I mean it wholeheartedly. Uh, the lawyer that we use for many years to close our properties. He was the father I never wanted because he always said, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. No, you can't <laughs> yeah. do
2: that. Oh, yeah. Very good. You always good. want to be, yes, you can. You, and yeah. you figure out a way of doing it. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, my friend, uh, I've admired you from afar. I'm so happy we've had this
2: opportunity. Perfect. Now sit down in Thank person. Yes. And
0: uh, how do people, if people want to get a hold of you, how can i oh, help sure.
2: that? Uh sure. rsilver at sotheby'srealty.ca or go on our website, which is called Torontoism. Beautiful. There you have it. There you have, there it. You
1: have it. The juggernaut. We, we had a
2: Miamiism, who's owned by a friend of mine, toronto owned by me. We have friends in Oregon. They're not exactly sure what to call theirs. <laughs> That We knew we'd get there. I love it. There you
0: have it, my friends. A little insight <laughs> to Richard Silver. Uh, that's what Colin Campbell. Putty, putty mouth. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm Gary McGowan, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. And goodbye for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody.